Ah, I've been doing coffee now. Normally just straight black espresso guy. Portugal taught me that. But I just picked up some real Czech milk from the farm. I get it in like a actually one of the dads on the one of the dads of the kids that I coach, he gets it for me. And so it comes in just like a old Pepsi container. Man, you can kind of hear the cow still mooing when you drink this thing, baby. And in the coffee, like, I'm normally like a, no, I'm a man, black coffee only kind of guy. But throw a little real milk in there. Tastes kind of nice, boy. But uh, let's start her up, huh? I'm feeling kind of funny today. I'm not going to lie. Um, living for a living, baby. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I guess, yeah, we'll do the intro. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of baffled. Should I do intros? Should I not do intros? You know, I'm, I'm kind of starting to think, should I take off the advertisements on YouTube right now? Because, you know, to the... I don't know. I think right now on YouTube, I'm getting 50 to 150 views on average. Spotify, depending on what it is, I'm getting up to like 20 views, which is climbing. And, you know, it's a slow process getting, you know, the, the podcast game is a is a long medium. You know, you got to have some attention or have nothing to do or both. And, um, and so I don't want, it's not like I'm making a lot of money off the advertisements on YouTube. And plus, I was thinking YouTube is starting to just fuck people with censoring. And so I don't want to help them make any money either. You know, like if if this turns into a thing, I eventually got some ideas for some kind of branded wear whether it be a t-shirt, not trying to be Kanye up in this thing, you know, not trying to start some fashion line with rips in the clothes, but I got I got a couple ideas swirling around the dome for some text on the T with the with the logo with whatever for people that do want to support and I think maybe that's a better route to go about than that YouTube ads because I know maybe I might lose some people for the five minutes after the first five minutes before it even starts because of the YouTube ad. I don't know. So I think I'm going to take that off. Um, we're going to go no real intro today. I'm going to put, the, I guess, well, you know, I, I'm going to throw the intro right in the very beginning. Episode 25 right now. And yeah, just kind of switch it up. Try some new things. What? T- tell me what you think. You like the intro, you like the yo, 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 welcome to the Living for a Living podcast, episode 25, you like that, and then go in, or would you rather it just start, and me rock and roll, or um, what What do you think to all the, you know, I think I probably got like, maybe 20 people that listen pretty frequently, and so to you, man, and girls out there, because I know it's a couple girls, I appreciate y'all, and let let me know what you think, because you guys are the ones who are really consuming it, so you're the ones who have the real opinion that matters, so holla at me, please. Ah, But I just got back Tuesday, 
I go to the gym and then went and got some pizza at my, my spot, Venezia, Venezia Pizza, Venice Pizza here in Czech. And they actually have like a real oven. It's like some real Italian pizza. And I lived with a dude from Rome and his girl made some pizza. So like, I know. Okay. <laughs> I know. Although I'd still like some pineapple on that motherfucker, you know. Um, but these guys, they got some good pizza. And there's a new dude working today. My guy, Edmund. I met him. And I said, hey, what's up, bro? You new? And he, he like knew I didn't speak Czech from the jump. And so he greeted me with hello. He could just tell. And so I knew he wasn't Czech either because of that. And so, uh, you know, I order my pizza. And he's like, hey, do you want to try the soup too? I think he's trying to upsell me. So I'm like, nah, bro, I'm good. He's like, no, it's free. And I looked, I said, oh, word? And I said, uh, all right. And he goes, why not, right? And I said, okay, this this dude's got, got some English. I think I'm talking a little loud. Let me turn that down. Just There we go. And so he brings me my food. And he asked me, he's like, so where, where are you from? And I said, uh, United States, which... For all my American people out there, my people from the U.S., I know the the South Americans love to give us shit for, I mean, most of you people don't even know this, but um, when you say I'm from America, like to the rest of the world, you sound really ignorant, just letting you know that, because if you didn't know, like, we're not from America, like that we're from North America, which also consists of Canada and Mexico, there's also Central America, there's also South America with all the countries. I'm not going to list all those. I don't know them all. I could go through quite a few though, I think. So anyway, when you say just I'm American, it just, you sound like America, brother. And so I always make a point to say I'm from the U.S. or United States. And um, so yeah, anyway, back to the story. And he says, oh, okay, cool. I said, well, where, where are you from? And he said, uh, or first, I think he said, like, I've only been living here a month or so, or a year. And I was like, oh, okay, well, where are you from? And he's like, I'm from Kosovo. And Kosovo, Kosovo, Kosovo. Fuck, how do you say it? Kosovo, Kosovo. Yeah. And, um, see, I'm a stupid American, too. And, um, like, I, I don't know what's really going on there. I just know there's some shit going on there. And so that was super interesting to me. And I, we didn't really fully get to talk about anything. But, you know, I said, well, what's your name? Edmund. Oh, I'm Joey. Nice to meet you. I come here all the time. I know you're, you're new, right? And he's like, yeah, I've only I've only lived in Czech Republic for a year, but I just got this job. And I was like, shit, how's your Czech language going? He's like, dude, this stuff's hard. And I was like, hmm, I know. Veeam, I know. And, um, but no, he was a cool-ass dude. And so... That that pizza spot's got some good vibes in there. Even the there's one lady in there, kind of kind of older, uh, not older. I don't know how to. I mean, she looks good. Don't get me wrong, um, but she's older than me. I'd say she's like forty probably, but she's doing her thing. And um, then my other guy, Mandy, who's from Albania who works there and he's like one of the best vibes I've been around in this town. So that, that pizza joint, I don't know who's owning it, who's uh, hiring, but you guys are doing a good job.
So I appreciate that because, man, Yehalava, what do I say about this place? <laughs> How do I describe it to someone who has never been here and probably will never come here? Because I'm not going to lie, I wouldn't put it too high up on that list of places you need to go. <laughs> and... um you know, I, I like my life here. Don't get me wrong. The the team, everything's going good. We we got our second win this past weekend. And we'll talk about that. But um, as far as what I'm used to, you know, I lived in Lisbon for two years. I was just in Barcelona for almost a year. Before that, I was in Poland, Gdynia, Poland, which only has like a population of maybe a hundred thousand, but it's in a three city. Uh, the Tri-Cities, and there's Gdynia, Sopot, and Gdańsk, and between those three cities, there's a pretty big population, and so it's like got more of a small city, but big city feel at the same time, um, and Gdańsk is where the first shots of World War II were, for all those history buffs out there, there's a little tidbit for you, and but anyway, Yihalava, we're about 45,000 people, I think, 50,000, which is about the same as Issaquah, where I'm from back in the States, in Washington. But the thing out here, man, is like, like there is nobody. <laughs> like, there's 45,000 people, and... Um, I got to go out on a limb and say like 30,000 of them are either or maybe 40,000 of the 45,000 are either over 60 or under 16. <laughs> like like the average age here might be 30, but I don't think there's any 30-year-olds here. <laughs> like none. And especially no 30-year-old good-looking girls that are single and speak English. <laughs> that is non-existent, my friends. Um, like, I, I, I'd been to Prague before and the Czech Republic kind of has a little bit of a reputation for good-looking girls. You feel me? And so I was like, okay, I'm going to a small town. I might kind of be big fish in the small pond, you know what I'm saying? And I got here and shit, I might, I might be a big fish in the small pond, but man, there ain't no other fish in the pond, my G. <laughs> like, I'm swimming solo. <laughs> you know? And so, you know, there's a couple cuties I've seen, but they're normally holding hands with somebody else. And so that ain't, that ain't my style at all. And, um, but it is what it is, you know? And, but then I was in, I was in Prague for a few days last week in Prague. I, I realized why there's no girls in Yihalava because they're all in Prague. Like, I mean... Prague was my eyes. I had to blink a couple, couple too many times, man, because I hadn't 
hadn't been exposed to that in a while. I went from Barcelona, which Barcelona's doing their thing out there. But Yihalava, man, shit, in Prague, I think I saw more more fish in the pond in uh, in my first hour there than I've seen in Yihalava in my month and a half, two months here. So I'll be going back to Prague pretty soon. <laughs> but no, man, I think out here it... it I'm kind of hating on it a little bit, I guess, but there's just nothing. It's not the small town thing. It's just like there ain't nothing ever going on like nightlife, like, and I'm not a big party guy or anything like that. Like I might, I might have a fun little night once a month, once every six weeks, you know, but like I've even in the last couple of years started to go out to the bar and not drink and just, you know, talk with people. Cause it's, I like to be sociable and, and that's a good spot to talk to people. And people are a little more friendly and outgoing, especially in the Eastern European countries where personalities can be a bit colder from, from the beginning, but you throw a little beer, throw a little vodka in them and they warm right up. And, but out here there's like, at least maybe I, I'm just, I don't know where the cool spot is or some, but it's just not, I've yet to find that place where I can go and do that. And so it's, but it's been good also because, you know, I've been focusing on the pod. Football's going good from like OC coaching. Like I get to think about that a lot and I feel like I've really taken some strides from my coaching abilities out here. And I mean, we, we, we put up some points this week. We still, we didn't play a perfect game by any stretch, but we still put up 69 points. So hopefully that's a omen for what's to come. You feel me? <laughs> um, what else? Yihalava. How, how can I keep describe? How can I describe it? Like, Yihalava, like I said, is kind of like a place that you would come to die, kind of. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, that's super harsh. I don't mean that, but I could. There's just a lot of old people in Yihalava. Like, I, I'm on the bus, and, like, I, sometimes I think we just got picked up from the old folks' home. Because it's all old people. And what else? Yihalava's got some, you know, the like I said, like the under 16, 17, 18, like the high school crowd. That's big. Like there's no college in town or anything like that. So all those, that age people go to either Bruno or Prague or somewhere else. Um, and I've noticed mainly here like there's a lot of a lot of and I guess I don't know this for sure but there's a lot of forearm only tattoos and you know forearm only tattoos are kind of like kind of like trump flags on a car 
or Trump flags in somebody's yard is like that person really wants other people to know about their tattoo, you know, whether it's good or bad or anything like they, they wanted the tattoo, but they really, I think and this is just my personal opinion on them. They really wanted people to know they have a tattoo. And so, and I don't know really what I'm trying to say with that. Take that for what it is. If you're a forearm only tattoo person, I'm sorry. Um, I just don't think the forearm is the best place for your first tattoo, but hey, that's just my own, my own truth. You feel me? Um, my plan with tattoos, I'm about to get vested up. I already got both sides, chest here. I got to go stomach next. And I like the, I like the, I'm the opposite of a forearm tattoo guy where I, I don't want you to know I got tattoos until you really know me. You know, and then it's like, you know, I, I like the whole don't judge a book by its cover saying. And so I like to kind of mess with people's head and they think I'm a certain way. Probably think I'm like little goody two shoes, hippie boy, super nice and friendly and peace and love and this and that, which I am. But then take it off and I'm, I'm yatted like, like I was in jail. And I've been in jail once or twice. Mm, not jail. Mm, jail. Not prison, but jail. That's a story for another podcaster. Yeah, I don't, I don't really feel like getting into that one right now. <laughs> yeah. Or the those two stories. <laughs> oh... Long story short, kids in high school never smoke weed and hotbox your car on top of a park and ride that has cameras. Okay? Yeah, just just don't do that. Go go out into the woods or something. There's a lot better places to go do that. Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, Yihalava. What a town. And pretty much everybody I talk to, and they're like, you know, how do you like Yihalava? And I kind of give them that response. Eh, um, it's cool, but it's not whatever. And they, yeah, I agree. I was talking, went to this ice cream shop. So I, I got the, my ice cream fix from when I lived in Poland. My guy Kuba um, had to get ice cream after every meal. It was just tradition. And so I go in this ice cream shop that got some good ice cream. And actually this girl I know from the gym works there and her sister works there and they're a good vibe. And, you know, it's just kind of nice to, I got a couple places now where I know like I can go in and I'm just going to get some high frequencies directed back at me. Um, from the ice cream place, the pizza spot. And Babu Cafe is my new spot too. Those three plate like I know I know I can go in there and get the good vibes reciprocated. Which I don't always need, but sometimes I do like. I will admit that. Sometimes I sometimes I do need it. You know, sometimes like anybody, we can kind of be 
struggling or whatever and you need that little that other good vibe to pick you up but I, I went in there and talked with my friend's sister who I kind of just met today and had a good little conversation and it, it helped just kind of pick the day up not not like I was having a bad day but it wasn't like I was having a good day either you know just kind of having a day and just that little you know 15 minute conversation just kind of helps it out and so and then also meet my guy Edmund I'm gonna have to get a beer with him later I gotta learn about where he's from because like I said I, I only know stuff from the news and the media and we get fed such a unrealistic story most of the time that's has a political agenda or some some kind of agenda behind it that I'd like to hear his take on What's going on in Kosovo? Kovo, Kosovo, Kos. I gotta check how to say it first before I start asking him about it. But yeah, that's my day. That's my thoughts for the day. How 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 are you doing out there? You doing all right? Cool. Or I'm sorry. I'm not sure how you responded there, but either way. Hope you're doing well. And if you're not doing well, I hope you think you're going to be doing well. Because eventually you will be. And, you know, if anybody ever wants to talk, I'm always here. Just kind of came off the top of my dome. But as I mentioned now, and just having a little little conversation, checking in on somebody. It goes a long way, you guys. Like, it, it really, really does. I've, you know, I've been good at it in the past. I've been bad at it in the past. The checking in with friends and keeping up with friends and, and I recently had a good buddy of mine from JUCO, my guy, Willie D, who is like, you know, we, we haven't really kept too much contact since JUCO fucking 10 years ago, but I mean, for that one, for that one first semester that we were both there, I mean, we were inseparable. He lived in the apartment above from me, and we were always together playing Madden, playing 2K, playing whatever until 2 a.m. And I mean, we, we went through some stuff. He was a Seattle guy too, and so we met up this last time I was home. And he's doing really well for himself, which I'm super happy for. Um, but he, he just randomly reached out to me the other day and just kind of said, you know, hey, bro, like, keep doing you. You know, I know it's like you're told me kind of I was inspiration in a way because I'm doing what I want to do, at least most of the time, you know, and that he was talking to his grandma and. You know, she's old. I don't, I think she's doing all right, but he was talking to the grandma and she said, you know, don't, don't worry about working so much. Like it really doesn't matter that much and go do, go do what you want to do. And he told me that I was one of the few people that he knows that's like really kind of put the, the money, the monetary gains on the back burner, so to say. In, in pursuit of what I want to do experience-wise. And so 
I'm not trying to pat myself on the back there at all, even though it sounds like it. Um, I was just bringing that up to say that it's really nice when someone reaches out. And whether he said that or he just said, hey, what's up, bro? How are you doing? Like, it made me feel good. And so I know maybe I'm talking to you, but as always, I'm kind of just talking to myself, reminding myself that reaching out to, to people that we've had some kind of relationship in the past is always a, a positive thing, even if it doesn't feel that way in the time. Um, I think we should just keep that in mind. I, I, I should keep that in mind. Okay. Get a little more coffee. This is a podcast full day. I'm going to, once I'm done with this, recording this one, hopping on podcast Bold Perceptions. And I'm excited. should be a cool one. It's always kind of fun to be the guest on a podcast because you don't really have to carry it. And you're just like the, you just answer stuff for the most part and then provide the entertainment where doing the interview podcast, I haven't done one in a while. I'm excited to do my next one because I feel way more confident in myself and just my ability speaking into the mic because shit, now I've got practice and after this episode 25, probably got you know at least 25, 26 hours of speaking into the mic, which when I started, when I did the first one with Kaysen, literally had zero minutes ever speaking into a mic and Kaysen and I just ripped that shit and so I'm excited to kind of go back and get back into the the interview not really so much interview but just conversation with the podcast and it'll be fun to be the guest and yeah but all right let's let's talk about this weekend we had our game on Sunday versus the Prague Mustangs who they should have been in the second division this season, but because the Prague Lions kind of pussied out and didn't want to play, I guess because they wouldn't have had all their imports. Just the word on the street from what I'm hearing, don't don't shoot the messenger. Um, the Prague Mustangs stepped up and, and played despite, you know, they don't have any imports or anything like that. And... Um, I got to say, like, they play the game the right way. And this kind of sounds, we ended up winning 69 to 6. And this sounds a little bit like I'm, like, being nice or whatever. But I, I, I'm, if they really just sucked, I would say they just sucked. But, like, coverage wise, they're trying to mix it up on defense. Um, offensively, like, you can tell, like, they know what they're doing schematic wise. It's just kind of they just don't have the guys in every position to do it, you know. And we we got some guys just to be straight up, you know. We we got some we got a lot of guys on defense, you know. We gave up one big play. Their touchdown was on like a forty yard forty yard touchdown pass, which was set up. I threw first interception of the year, and so it gave them short a short field to throw that on and um, yeah. And so it, 
our defense, man, is domination. Just our defense is good. It makes my life and my job pretty easy, to be honest. Because when the defense gets it, I mean, I think they had like seven three and outs yesterday or Monday or Sunday, I mean. Maybe more. I don't know. And so you just know. I mean, we, we, I had one interception on the third drive. We went down and scored right away. First two drives. Third drive, I threw a pick. And then they threw a touchdown pass like two plays later to make it 14-7. So we got to have a little bit of adversity, which was kind of nice because the first game we started slow. And after that, we just kind of like rolled. And then... The next drive, I think we ended up having to punt the next, or maybe we went down and scored, but we had to punt one drive. But those were the only two times we didn't score. And my guy Dooney Anza, my running back, who you know, I guess I, I called Barry Barry the the Czech Megatron. Dooney might be the the Czech Christian McCaffrey. My guy can catch, he can run, he can, I mean, he's fast, he can run you over. I mean, he's pretty damn good. And he was a, a like, national pole vaulter. Um, and me and him, I, we, I saw him in Prague this last week, and we had a beer together and got to learn a little bit more about him. And good dude, and he said, you know, I was good as a as a young kid, but I wasn't going to be the best, and so started to find something new. And so he's got that like competitor championship mentality to him. And he finished with I don't know how many yards rushing he had, but he finished with like four or five receptions for 103 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns, and three rushing touchdowns. So I think supposedly set the check record um with five touchdowns in a game three rushing two receiving and uh yeah that was cool you know I threw a couple little just kind of flat routes to him and he made a guy miss or two and then see ya and so those are the easiest stats for me in the world besides bubbles and he had a game. We ended up having eight different guys with receptions, which I love because kind of the from what I've seen so far in the league out here is every team has like one or two receivers that can play well, and then the other guys are kind of distractions out there for the most part. And for us, like our starting four, there's not a distraction, and then we can bring in the next backup four and there's not really a distraction there either. And so um, that's pretty cool for me. O-line did well again, didn't didn't get touched. I mean, they, they didn't really blitz much either. I don't think, I don't know. I don't know if teams are going to blitz us much because if you blitz us, you got to play man or you got to play some weird zone stuff that I'm going to scout you and I'm going to know what you're going to do and I'm going to throw it quick. And it's not going to work out for you. Um, you might hit me, but that's okay. And but no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't touch the ground. The only time I touched the ground 
on Sunday was I, I pulled a read option late in the fourth quarter when we were up by a lot just because, I mean, it was the D end that crashed so hard I had to. And I'm like running it. And I'm like, what am I running for right now? We're up by 50. And so I slid real quick, got like eight yards or something. And, but other than that, I didn't touch the ground. I might got a I might have gotten touched like once or twice by a D line. So that's second week in the row, no sacks. I did have one nice little scramble on third and 15. And we got the first on that. I mean, I, I ended up throwing it. Um, but no, O-line did their thing. We'll have a good test in a couple weeks versus the Seegers, who they got a couple, two, three D-linemen that are pretty damn good, who can, I think, match up similar to some of the D-line on our team. But that's an, a huge advantage we have with such a good defense. On We practice against them every day. And so they beat us in practice quite a bit, but it just makes our guys better. So... Yeah, that that that's pretty much how that went. Um, it was it was cool. Now that I think about it, we we got the backup running back in, who he started as the the third string running back, but our backup just ended up quitting um, for whatever kind of personal reasons, I think, and. So to start the year, I didn't really think much of this dude. He's kind of a bigger guy. He doesn't speak any English and and not super quick. Not you know, it's hard to coach him just because of the language barrier. And but in games, man, he's intense. He's one of the best teammates I've been around, and he's a big dude. He's like kind of shorter, probably five nine, five ten. But he's probably two thirty. Big, big boy that when teams are tired, like he's not very fun to tackle, especially I can get him to lower his shoulders a little bit more, run with a little bit more forward lean. He might, he might really make people rethink football. And anyway, he scored his first touchdown ever. And I mean, this dude, I got to work on a celebration now with him. I mean, first we got to get the pads low, but next celebration because, I mean, he was so pumped. He didn't know what to do, you know, and it was fucking cute in a way because, like, he just ran back to the sideline excited as he could ever be. And, I mean, seeing then and then he told me on the side, I mean, he can speak a little English, and he told me his first touchdown ever. I was like, damn, and you just see the smile and, like, I mean – not to be corny or whatever, but like th those are the things that like I remember, you know, like obviously you remember winning championships and throwing touchdowns and stuff like that. But it's like those little moments of like someone being that stoked, like the that it's it'll stick with me. And the other thing that's going to stick with me is so. Prague's only about 70 kilometers from Yihlava, which is, shoot, I don't know, 70 kilometers, like 100 miles, 90 miles, I don't know, I forget what the conversion is, um, and so if you go on the freeway, it takes about an hour, hour 15 to get there, 
And so we, everyone just drove by car because we got quite a few dudes who live close to Prague. So getting a bus doesn't make sense. And so I'm riding with this guy, the guy in the vlogs, Hansa, and he's a younger dude, like 19 years old. And we were going and the whole way we're going on like kind of back road, you know, you you go through a town, you got to slow down to like 25 miles an hour through the town and then speed back up. And I'm looking at my my clock and I'm like, damn, this is taking a long time. Mind you, I'd just driven to and from Prague like three days ago. So I knew how long it took. I knew the route we should have gone. I'm like, what is going on, man? <laughs> we get there and I think, or maybe we stys. I just asked, I said, what, bro? Are you scared to drive on the highway or something? He was like, yeah, I never have before. And I was like, oh, and I'm talking with my guy, Hody in the back seat. And he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, on the highway, you got to go kind of fast, like at least 80 kilometers, which is like 50 miles an hour. And I'm like, I know, bro, but you get there way, way faster and it's just a straight road. There's no two lanes. It's only one lane. Goes, yeah. But. It's fast. <laughs> and I looked at the whole car. I was like, damn, y'all really from the village. <laughs> but <laughs> that's another one I'll remember forever. Because on the way back, I'm, I'm already mentally prepared for it to take like two hours, two and a half hours to get home. And... You go, okay, we're going on the highway. And like, I could feel the little nervousness of the driver of like, yeah, we're getting on the highway, you know, like we got back and I was like, so bro, that was the first time you ever been on the highway. And I wish I would have vlogged this. I've, I've been kind of off the vlog game. I was just, I'm just not having too much fun with it. There's not a lot of time to edit anyway, but it is what it is. Um, but I said, you know, you, that was the first time ever on the highway. He goes, yeah. I go, how, how, well, how was it? He's like, dude, it's easy. I was like, I told you, bro. It's not like, it's not like you're a race car driver. Like you're just going straight. I mean, Prague has, I mean, Czech always has some construction just like everywhere in the summer. So you got to do a couple little turns around the, the construction. And other than that, you're good. And we got home in like an hour 20 rather than 2.20. So that was nice. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was that was my weekend. We got a night, we got another away game coming up this weekend versus the Pilsen Patriots. And I'm not going to get too much into it now. We'll talk more about it next week. But... Um, yeah, what else do I got? I want to talk a little bit, finish football, but let's kind of switch gears a little bit. And, you know, I, I have been going in on the politics and current events, you could say, going on right now with COVID and masks and Trump and Biden and all of that stuff. And I, I still might, you know, occasionally say something here or there. 
But I got to be honest, and I think, I don't know, I think this would be good for everybody. Like, And it's hard, don't get me wrong. It's very hard. But I think we got to just stop giving it so much attention. You know? Like, I'm sorry, but it really doesn't matter in a way. Like, it does matter, but we don't have any real control over it. You only have control over you, your thoughts, your emotions, your life, how you act, how you interact, how you treat people. And so for me, it's like, why am I spending so much time and energy and thoughts and discussions over something that literally will have no help or benefit, you know? And and to a degree, it's like, to a certain point, it's like the more informed you are on what's going on, like the more mad you become in a way. And I'm, I'm just, I'm speaking personally, obviously, I'm just tired of it. I I've care, you know, don't get me wrong, but at the same time I don't give a fuck anymore. Like it's what what am I I mean, an, okay. Uh, until the Illuminati sends me an invite to join their squad, like I I don't need to worry about it too much, you know what I mean? Like once they send me that like, yo, come on. Like maybe then I can start getting into it. <laughs> start lying to people on this shit. <laughs> but until I get that call, what am I doing, dude? You know what are we doing? Just distracting ourselves from bettering ourselves. And, you know, I, I I'm struggling right now with it with like I have a horrible habit right now. Of first thing I do when I wake up, I hop on my phone while I'm still in bed or while I go to the bathroom and end up sitting on my phone for like 30 minutes to 40 minutes. Ingesting bullshit and like not being productive at all. I need to go my my goal for tomorrow or third. Like I need to go get a book. I don't have a book right now. And when I do get into reading, I love reading. And so I can do that on the bus. I can do that, you know, when I first wake up, when I first go to bed, or when I'm going to bed. And, you know, just getting out of that, like, distraction mode. Because that's all, like, for a majority, like, of social media. And I know I'm putting this out on social media, so it's like I'm also being a hypocrite. You know, but uh, we're all hypocrites and, and I need the social media to a certain degree, but when I just spend so much time on it, for what, you know, if, if there's a productive way to do it, then I'm all for it. But the way I'm talking about myself right now, I'm scrolling and next, 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 next story in and, and what am I doing? Nothing. Just kind of making myself feel worse from what I'm looking at. 
because there's a lot of negativity on it. And then also making myself feel worse because then I feel guilty because I know I'm doing this and that I'm wasting my own time. And so it's like this double-edged negative sword. And, you know, I, I think, listen, man, the the racial inequality stuff, the police brutality stuff, the the... Uh, LGBTQT rights stuff, any abortion stuff, any any anything that's an issue or whatever deserves to be an issue. I'm not saying it doesn't, but I think also we gotta like, as I've said before, and. I think most people agree that like our thoughts and words are incredibly powerful. Like I don't think we take into consideration how powerful they are at times and like what we're constantly putting out there whether it be you know Israeli-Palestinian conflict, whether it be the pedophilia stuff which is like I said I'm not like downplaying any of this stuff at all. And I think we do need to bring awareness to it. I, I don't. I don't know what the answer is. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Is let me just. But by constantly consuming that and constantly posting that and constantly keeping that on our minds, like there's some like weird magic at play with it to me. Um, and this is just some feeling I got right now and have been feeling that, you know, for example, the, with the George Floyd thing, and we're going through a, a quote unquote pandemic of the respiratory system. And we have people out in the streets wearing masks that do restrict some oxygen, you know, some chanting i can't breathe in the midst of a respiratory system pandemic like do you like think about that for a minute and think about like what kind of power that might really have and i'm talking some kind of deeper spiritual stuff right now. And, you know, I just think, I don't know. I don't know what the answers are. I'm just thinking, I, I don't even really know what I'm thinking all the time either. Um, but with like the police brutality stuff, you know, the dude in Wisconsin just got shot. And that's horrible, man. Like it's terrible. Um, but I just don't know if, hmm, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I guess I just don't know if like the constant, like, ah, man, I don't know how to say it. Like the constant, I mean, he is a victim. Don't get me wrong. He is a victim. 100% shouldn't have been shot. But the, 
like it's not like they're glorifying it that he but like like really putting it on a pedestal and again I I don't know I'm not using the right words but I don't know I just I I think we got to try and figure out another way you know because what we're doing right now isn't working and I don't I don't have all the answers I just think that I don't know. I'm just talking about social media right now that I see from a lot of friends from all over the world that are, you know, they're bringing awareness to the situation and that is their goal and idea in mind, which is great. But I don't think it's fully having that effect and that impact that people are intending for it to have, if that makes sense. And I don't even know if it makes sense to me. Like, I think there's, I think we just need to evaluate how we talk about these things and how we go about changing them. Because to me, I don't know, riots and protests, like, they might feel good, but I don't know if they're really getting stuff done. Like, if we want to really start rioting or protesting or whatever, like, we got to start with the media and get them on board you know there was the riots and protests in the cnn building that weren't reported on cnn you know that that shows you something and man i don't know i don't know but uh i I gotta think more about this one before i get back into it um yeah, but that's just something to think about. I don't know if I was articulate enough right there or not, but hopefully hopefully it's something to think about. But to close out, talk a little Finnish football. And boy, the Roosters, Helsinki Roosters, who for those that don't know, they've won like eight out of the last nine championships, I think, or maybe eight out of the last eight. They're back. Boy, are they back. Because... The season they'd been running only Finnish guys. And they basically have like the national team as their team for the most part. You know, minus maybe like three, four guys. And so they have some dudes who know how to play the game. But in the past years, they've always, this last year, they had a import receiver and an import like running back receiver who... Or like the playmaker, you know, like they made a lot of the plays on offense and then a Finnish guy just kind of had to be the the role player and make, you know, a couple plays a game rather than having to make all the plays per game. And so they'd kind of gotten in trouble in the beginning because those guys who had been role guys now were expected to be the guys. And it's there's a different mentality with being a role guy and being the guy. And... They just signed uh, Mike Gentelli, who I, I, we just had a Facebook conversation a little bit ago or last week, and he seems like the homie. And he plays running back, and he had like a 60-yard touchdown, like his first touch. And it was like, oh, okay, they got something now. 
and then they got a, a, a Finnish guy that had been playing in the CFL. I don't know his name. Um, I should have looked that up before, but I would have I would have butchered the pronunciation anyway. But he dude is a baller. And I think he had two, three touchdowns. And the the Roosters are well coached. They scheme the game up right. And they finally they must have watched my podcast. <laughs> because finally I'm kind of joking, by the way. Um, but maybe not. They defended the Royals' offense how you should. With they took Alpha out of the game with having a guy doubling him at all times, guy underneath, guy over the top, and dared you to throw it to the two Finnish guys. And then it didn't help the Royals that uh, their other import Nika Peterson got hurt, and also the Roosters' D line was. Some men out there, the tackle dude just was creating havoc, and so the the Royals couldn't run the ball like they normally did, and then they couldn't get it to Alpha like they normally did, and once that kind of happened, it was it kind of got ugly for them, and so you know that's that's the name of the game though, you know you, you if the other team has a a dude, you don't let the dude beat you. And the Roosters did that. And also, I think the Royals kind of went away from what they had been doing also. You know, in the past, like I said last week, they play Alpha either as number two in trips or they play him backside in trips. And for the most, from I've watched pretty much the whole game, I think. And from what I saw, like he was always out at number one in trips. And that can be a tough place to get him the rock, but maybe they're thinking they won't double him if he's out there because that's kind of a tougher place to double. But I don't know. As the OC mind, like if if someone's going to try and double you, it's the hardest to double you is either number two or number three in trips or in the slot. Um, and if you do that, it can open things up for everybody else. But I don't know. So the Roosters are back and then shockingly the Steelers who had been I thought the favorites up until this week they lost to the Crocodiles who I've been talking kind of some shit about just because they couldn't figure out how to block the bear front two weeks ago and I don't know what happened with Crocodiles if I mean run game wise O-line like they must have had a meeting or something or I don't know what but it looked like a different team in terms of effort and like knowing what to do. And their D-line was playing really good, putting pressure on the Steelers. And then I also think the Steelers kind of got away. They got a little too cute at times. I don't know if the weather was bad or what was going on, but man, they got a dude at running back. And just maybe he's maybe he's a little banged up. I don't know. Um just not really getting him the ball like they had been and throwing everything real quick and short, which I do myself, but it just seemed like they were getting a little too cute with it from, from my outsider eye, then went away from some of their kind of bread and butter stuff. And I'm not in the huddles. I don't know their offense at all, but 
just knowing what I've seen in the past, like it just seemed like they went away, went away from the, the normal game plan. And man, I'm the, I can be the most simple play caller in the world. I mean, this week we probably ran trips inside zone with the bubble RPO backside slant 10 times at least. Cause if, if you execute it right, some, one of the RPOs is going to be good and open or the run game's good. And so the old, if it ain't broke, don't fix it saying is, is right up my alley. And it kind of felt to me like the Steelers were trying to fix something that wasn't broken this week. And on defense, they played, so, I mean, they only gave up 14 points. The final score is 14-7. And that's normally enough to win. But then the offense just, like I said, didn't fully do it. Although the Crocodiles, like, man, they got, I think they go, they have like three out of the four imports play DB. So that makes it tough. And I don't know what, they had this one D-line dude, number eight, I think who was playing D-tackle, and he was giving them trouble, both in the run and pass game. And, yeah. So, uh, the Finnish league's kind of shaping up. After this week, I thought it was kind of for sure going to be Royals-Steelers, just the way the season had gone. And now I think it's for sure the Roosters are the team on top, now that they got some playmakers. And... Steelers, Royals, I think, play each other. I don't know if it's... I don't know. I don't know what the schedule is upcoming. There's only like one or two more games regular season. But the Crocodiles, I don't know if they can sneak in. I don't know who they have. I don't know. For somebody talking about it, I don't know much. (laughs) But it's some good football now. you know. And then the last game was Wolverines versus Butchers, and Wolverines won handedly and um both qbs are damn good athletes and they just run around a lot i'm jealous a little bit but also i like not having to run around because if you don't have to run around you don't have to get hit and i don't mind getting hit but if i had the choice between not getting hit and getting hit i would pick not getting hit i think all quarterbacks would say that so, that's what we got. Finish football. We got my uh, my game. Got a little philosophical, little political, little sociological. If that's a word. And yeah, we'll wrap this up. But, as always, my friends, the thinkers out there, anybody tuning in, you're very much appreciated. You're very much loved by myself and people that you don't even probably realize that love you or that look up to you or see you as an inspiration in one way or another. So just know that. And man, I think we, you know, we're in a stage right now in life where we need to change the world. But in order to change the world, we got to change ourselves. And that's what I'm going to end on. And let's just, you know, today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this, just try and make the next person you talk to 
whether it be a family member or a stranger, just try and make their day a little bit better. And I think that's a start to making the world a better place. Alrighty, I'll hop off this preacher's box and wrap her up. Until next time, thanks again. As always, peace and much love. Living for a living, baby. How you doing? <laughs>